that's the event, the Women's Night of Service, mm-hmm. that our young women come to more than any of the other nights. They really receive satisfaction in being a part of that Women's Night of Service. Welcome to the Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast. I'm Cindy Ellenby, your host and women's ministry mentor. I'm the founder of Women's Ministry Toolbox and the author of Rethinking Women's Ministry. The Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast is a podcast for women's ministry leaders and team members of all stages, from new to seasoned, serving in their local church community. If you're looking for hope and inspiration, you've come to the right place. In addition to discussing the nuts and bolts of women's ministry, I'll be asking seasoned women's ministry leaders to share their best tips and the lessons they've learned. Together, we'll learn to build a flourishing, Christ-focused women's ministry. Ladies, I am so excited for today's interview. I'm going to be speaking with Linda Totman. She is a women's ministry leader in Kansas, and y'all, she's got so many wonderful things to share with us today. Linda, I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Cindy. It's my pleasure to be here, too. Would you start, Linda, by telling us a little bit about the church that you serve in? Definitely. Our church is Countryside Covenant Church, and it is a part of the Evangelical Covenant Church denomination. We're located just about 50 miles north of Wichita, Kansas, on I-135. Our church was founded many, many years ago, actually, and this is correct, don't think I'm mis- saying something here, 1880, 136 years ago, if my math is correct. And with that, we have seen you know, a few changes of location and even a few changes of name. But right now, we are one of the bigger churches, not only in our community, but in our county as well. And so with that, we reach out into other areas. So about 36 years ago, we built a new facility and we thought we were on the edge of town. And now we find ourselves almost in the middle of residential areas. Wow. And so with that, we have great neighborhoods around us. We service probably about 485 to 500 people on a given Sunday morning. Oh, that's wonderful. I love how God knew exactly where you all were going to need to be. That's put right. you where yeah. people would be eventually living. Tell us about the women's ministry in your church. How is it structured? We have a team of women who are all volunteers, including myself. I'm a volunteer coordinator. When I became coordinator, I sensed that God wanted our team to have 12 people on the team, 12 disciples, 12 women serving him. Love it in this capacity. And the other thing that he told me at that point in time was have different segments of women's lives represented among those 12, whether it be a single woman, a single parent, a married person with elementary kiddos at home, uh, maybe an empty nester, a widow, just to make sure that all of those age groups were represented in those 12 women. Currently, we just have eight Life happens sometimes, we know, and with that, we are always open to if God places on one of our team members' hearts someone else that we could ask to maybe be a part of our team. Just last week, I had my annual review, and one thing that was brought up to me was actually making women's ministry coordinator part of my job description, and it really thrilled my soul just because I'm being recognized for what I do 
And at the same time, it speaks volumes, I think, to our church family and also to our community. So I'm anxious for that to take place way back when I became a coordinator. I can't even remember how many years ago that's been. I did a lot of research. I did a lot of Googling to see how to grow a women's ministry. And so with that, I was reading books. I was looking on websites and just really out there trying to find something that would maybe not quite fit our situation, but at the same time that we could glean from. I'm the only identified person on our team. We don't have a treasurer. We do have someone who takes minutes. But beyond that, that's really all that we identify among those eight or 12 women. Because of my job, I'm part of the finance team at church as church administrator. And so I do know what finances are and what they look like for our women's ministry. We are in our church budget, which I'm very, very thankful for. We might have a fundraiser now and then to raise funds for a special project. But at the same time, I think we could almost do it on our own but we do appreciate what the church does with us in the budget as well. So the other thing that I have found as coordinator that I like to do, we like to sign an agreement, mm-hmm. a covenant, a contract in a sense for the team members. And we review that once a year because life happens. Sometimes maybe they have to step down before the year is even up. And I want them to still have that passion that they had initially when they came on board. And if they don't, you know, I understand, like I said, life kind of gets in the way sometimes, but I like to have coffee or maybe lunch with them to have a one-on-one to take it to that intimate place instead of everybody in a group and saying, who wants to raise their hand that I'm going off? No, I don't want that. I want to hear their heart. I want to know what their passion is. Mm -hmm. Maybe God has laid something else on their heart for this particular time and place. So that's how our team is kind of structured in a sense. That is going to be so helpful for so many leaders to listen Mm -hmm. to. Thank you for going into good detail on that. So how did you get started in women's ministry? Well, (laughs) that's a great question. I felt like I was always attending a women's ministry event. Initially, I went to retreat. We have an area retreat and I got involved even with leadership there and saw some of my gifts being used on that leadership team. And I wanted to be able to use my gifts in the local church as well. Well, my spiritual gifts are administration, service, and hospitality in that order. And so with that, it just seemed a natural fit. The gal that was before me had resigned. And so pastor knew that there was a place that needed to be filled. He also knew that there was another opportunity in the church that needed leadership. So I went through all kinds of things, writing down lists, what are the pros and cons of being in our connections ministry, what would be the pros and cons of being in women's ministry, and prayed over those lists, felt at peace about the women's ministry, but lead pastor had a doubt in his mind that maybe as a paid employee, that neither one of those positions were for me at that particular time. And so I kind of just sat on it. I thought, okay, God, this is your work, not mine. I can't do anything else. And so with that, two or three weeks had passed. And 
pastor came back to me and said, have you made a decision? Well, I thought it was kind of null and void, but I said, well, my heart is with women's ministry. I've recognized that. And so from that, he said, let's go for it. And so with that, I felt like not only did God confirm it, but also I had our pastor's confirmation as well. That's how I got where I'm at. And I just hang in there, you know. When you have a passion for something, you don't want it to end. You want to make it better each opportunity that you have. And so that's where I feel like I'm at, even with women's ministry. I like that he kind of gave you a choice and that you weighed them out and that you just blanketed them with prayer and that God gave you the peace. Even when the pastor was like, "Mm, I'm not really so sure about this right now. Yeah. But um, God, no matter what, God's will prevails. His timing is perfect. And we can trust in that. So if we just sit and wait, he'll move. Well, the waiting is hard sometimes. Yes, it is. We're women and we want to be in control, or at least I do at times. And so with that, it was a learning experience for me as well. My passion, my desire, God fulfilled it. And so there we are. Oh, that's sweet. Well, would you tell us about a women's ministry event or activity that has been really successful in your church? Gladly. I love women's events that are successful. So I'm glad that don't we all (laughs) I'm glad that's the way the question is phrased. (laughs) Because some months have five Mondays. We wanted to do something on those fifth Mondays. Because oftentimes if we had a meeting at church, it was either on the first and third or the second and fourth. So the calendar was fairly open for a women's event to happen on the fifth Monday. When I Googled something, I saw a woman's night of worship. We implemented that right away. We normally picked out a theme. We ran with scriptures that followed that theme, a personal story. Some of us call it a testimony, but I call it a story because I've learned from Cindy that that's what it is. And maybe even some follow-up questions were all based on that theme. We invited different ones to lead our time of worship, select songs. We invited others to share their stories. One of the best ones um, was when we asked our associate pastor to share their story of adoption. And what a heart-filled story and how God had responded to their needs and their family and her needs particularly. That's a great success story. But beyond that, we have taken it, and now we have a woman's night of not only worship, but then once a year, we do a woman's night of service where we want to bless ministries locally, maybe not so much in our church, but maybe in our community. We've done projects like assembling birthday bags for children that can be picked up at the county food bank, for example, We do goodie bags for single moms. We've done cards, all occasion cards for the two women's shelters in McPherson, where we just handed them, here's a stack of cards, 24 cards that we have made, and we want you guys to be able to use them however you see fit. That's the event, the Women's Night of Service, Mm -hmm. that our young women come to more than any of the other nights. They really receive satisfaction in being a part of that woman's night of service. We also have done a woman's night of prayer where we've had a Luxo Divina, for example, or we've provided different ways of praying, almost lessons on prayer is what it comes down to, but we've provided activities where they maybe went from station to station, 
doing different things. We've had communion as part of that night. And then we also did a woman's night of appreciation. And we invited all the female volunteers in our church family to attend that evening. And all we wanted to do was love on them and give them a nice little thank you gift for the hours that they spend volunteering. Those events have really been successful and we just keep on doing them because now in November, we'll do a woman's night of service. And so we're looking forward to that. We're going to stuff goodie bags for a pregnancy center. We're going to do the single moms and also then our widows will receive a goodie bag. Those have been really, really good. People always are ready to get out and be a part of those. I have been writing notes furiously over here on the other side of the microphone. Linda, you are packing it in with all kinds of great tips for leaders. Thank you so much. These are great ideas. I noticed as you were talking that you mentioned it's not just one service project that you guys do during your women's nights of service. You have multiple different projects going. So I love that you're not just blessing one group of people, but you're blessing multiple groups of people. And I assume women probably have a choice of what they can work on that night. So they're kind of working in an area that, you know, your card makers, your crafty gals are probably all over that. Whereas some of them that are like, "Mm, not so crafty, but they're happy to stuff bags or do something else that you have going on. You You know, Cindy, we knew that we would hear that. Well, I'm not crafty. I can't Mm -hmm. make a card. We had two women who cut out all the pieces to be put together for the card. And so all the ladies we're doing was assembling them. It's so um, gratifying to be able to know that we're blessing another ministry in our community. Was there anything else you wanted to share about those with us? The other nice thing is we don't care who shows up that night. I mean, we could have 10 people, we could have 35 women, we could have 50 women, and it's all based on who's there, not the numbers that are there. But budget-wise, we just collect goodies over the year. Mm -hmm. You know, we see something on sale. I think you've referred to CTA at times. You know, they have great items that we can put in goodie bags. We made sugar scrub last year. And here's the fun part of it. If you could have seen us last year in the midst of COVID, we had masks on, we had gloves on, but we put our bags together. Oh, we made, what did we make? Popcorn movie night tubs with popcorn and yes, soft drinks and that sort of thing for special families. Those went in our Christmas baskets last year that the church provides. Dry soup mixes, we've done that another year. You can be really creative and it doesn't take a lot sometimes. But again, like I mentioned earlier, we do have a budget. And so if we need to purchase something, we can handle it usually. All right. So many good things. My mind is just kind of swirling here. I'm like, what can we could do this? We could do that. So take these ideas, ladies, pray over them and see if the Lord won't put them to use in your own church and in your own community. He just might. Do you feel like something's missing in your women's ministry? Are you struggling to reach every age group? Is your attendance lacking? Your ministry might need a makeover. The Women's Ministry Makeover Training takes leaders through the four phases of the Women's Ministry Makeover process, helping them to identify specific areas that may need to be renoed, demoed, or added. God wants our Women's Ministry programs to be fruitful and flourish, but we have to be willing to peel back the carpet and wield a paintbrush to transform our ministry into His vision. 
I'll be opening the doors for the Women's Ministry Makeover Training in mid-January of 2022. To get on the wait list, visit womensministrymakeover.com. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. We have been talking about discipleship lately on the Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast. Mm -hmm. So can you please share with us how your women's ministry team approaches discipleship? I sure can. Um, We have done three different types of discipleship over the years. We've done mentoring, where we actually used a book to train our mentors. And then we asked from people that wanted to be mentees. And then as we put the groups together, the mentor and the mentee, we had them fill out a form that would help us know their interests and their likes and that sort of thing. So women were paired together. We are currently not doing mentoring on a organized level, but I'm sure there is some going on within our church family. We've also done small discipleship groups. And if I could choose one thing that I wanted to do with women's ministry, it would be discipleship. I am just thrilled to pieces when a woman discovers the answer to her question is in scripture, or this is what scripture says regarding. And yeah, that's my, yeah, where I want to go. Those were usually in groups of three or four women. And my last discipleship group, there were two women that had children in our children's ministry programming. Those moms, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here at all, but they knew the stories that their children were learning, but they didn't know the content of the stories and why we were studying the story of Jonah. Or And so that wonderful experience, not only for them, but even for me. I mean, it swelled my heart. It was like, if I can be a part of that, why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Because it's just, yeah. So gratifying. You feel like you're the one that's blessing them. Forget that. You're the one being blessed, Mm -hmm. you know, and we found out when we were training our mentors that a lot of people say, well, I don't have the qualifications. That's a lie straight from Satan. I'm sorry, but you know, you do have qualifications and you don't have to compare yourself to someone else, but at the same time, give what you can give. And yeah. But the big one right now, back to discipleship. Sorry about that. I went kind of. No, that's great. That's all helpful to hear. (laughs) Our biggest response right now is Bible studies. And I think at the first of the year, maybe, I recognized that women needed fellowship. They recognized that they needed to be in fellowship with other women and they needed to be in the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so our Bible studies swelled. I mean, Sure, it was an answer to prayer, but at the same time, we had women coming to Bible studies that had never been in Bible studies before. You know, this semester now, we're offering five Bible studies a week. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings, and a Thursday morning study as well. If I had a choice, I would pick six or eight women that I could have an intimate Bible study with. But when 30 women show up on Thursday nights for a Bible study. Hey, I can be creative. We can make small groups. Women want to be in the word of God. And they know that that's where the answers to life are. And so with that, yay, God, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's just, whoa, 
blow me away, God, it's okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And you are not the only leader that's reporting that your Bible study numbers are up right now. I yes. think that's one of the side effects of the pandemic is being out of the word and not having that time with other believers. And we've yeah. got that hunger for it and, and women want it. They're eager to get back to it. So, so good. So, so yeah. good. Love how and God we, is moving. Yeah. We did Zoom meetings, Zoom Bible studies, but it's not the same. No. I think a lot of people have recognized that, that our body language just, you know, we just need to be together. God created us to be together. So, yeah. He did. Box. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, you know how I feel about this. I mean, I've talked, uh, maybe to you, maybe not, but to some leaders before about when we transitioned to Zoom, one of the ladies, I could tell something was wrong because I knew her because I was mm -hmm. used to sitting and study week after week. Mm -hmm. So I could read her mm -hmm. body language, even through a Zoom screen. And I just prayed quietly in my head and I waited and I tried to give her space. And we were all crying by the end of it when she shared some hard stuff that was going on. Oh. And I hated that I couldn't hand her a Kleenex. Yeah. I hated that I couldn't give her a hug before she exactly. left. Yeah. You know, exactly. those are the things that we miss. Mm -hmm. Just those, the literal physical touch that we're able exactly. to offer someone else when we sit in a Bible study together and growing in God's word together does not get any better than that. So exactly. I'm with yeah. you, Linda. <laughs> I am 100% there. Love to hear how God is working. <laughs> yeah. Linda, tell us, what is your favorite thing about serving in women's ministry? Oh, I kind of touched on it a little bit a minute ago, but it's that seeing that spiritual growth mm. um, as I facilitate a Bible study or if I sit with three or four women in discipleship. Yeah, that's where my heart is. Yeah. And at the same time, I've come to realize that friendships and relationships are important, so important. And when those are absent, yeah, we all struggle. We've seen it. You know, the reports are that our mental health is not where it was even two years ago. Yeah. My favorite thing is being in a small group, whether it's discipling or studying God's word together in some way. I'm there with you. I think that's one of my favorite things too. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right. So let's wrap this up by asking you to share some of your favorite resources with us. I remember back in the day, shortly after I was given the you know, permission to be coordinator. I started Googling and looking for ideas. We had had a women's fall retreat speaker, and Cindy, you may recognize the name, Sharon Janes. And with that, I had had as coordinator of retreat, I had conversations with her and she had told me about one of her books, Building an Effective Women's Ministry. I have to tell you that I read that book. I devoured that book. I swallowed it whole almost. There were just so many points in there that I knew that we could breathe some fresh air into our women's ministry at Countryside. Not that it was bad, but it was just because there was a new leader. It was time maybe to instill some new things. So with that, I did, and I'm still out there Googling and still looking for things to grow your women's ministry. And guess what popped up? women's ministry toolbox. And all of a sudden I'm in love with this resource. Your website is just so full of good resources that I just, I want you to know that without it, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here today talking to you because it has fulfilled so much in my life as far as what can I share with my team? We've used it for training 
some resources there. I've used icebreakers for Bible studies and other gatherings of women. I've researched, I've read your book, Rethinking Women's Ministry. I love it. You know that I was, you know, we were reading it as a team through our Zoom meetings and we got to have Cindy visit us. Not that I'm volunteering her to visit your groups, but on the other hand, that was a great highlight as well. Lots and lots of good resources on your website. You have gone overboard and at the same time, just know that they have really meant a lot to me and our team. So we thank you for that. And at the same time, I encourage others to check it out if they haven't already, because dealing with what is the word, I can't even think of it, women that are our balcony people maybe, or dealing with irregular people, Mm -hmm. you'll find it all there. I mean, it's there. And so with that, I just appreciate what you've done for women's ministry. Oh, thank you. Now I got to go grab a Kleenex. I appreciate <laughs> if I that. Listen, I'd be with you. I'd Aww. be giving you one. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate we're not in person. That would be so much better. Oh, Linda, thank you. To God be the glory. I mean, it's amazing. And he uses you all in the same way. When you yeah. put your heart and your soul and the work into the ministries that you're doing in your churches and community, he uses every last bit of it. Even the things that we look back and we think, oh my gosh, that was terrible. You know, that didn't go with the way that we expected or the way that we wanted. God uses it all for good. So thank you for that. And one other one that I didn't remember to mention, but that Bible study facilitator training. Wow. I think we've had 12 women go through that. And, you know, once they go through that, I feel more confident Mm -hmm. giving them that freedom to go ahead and be a a facilitator. Great, great training there. Oh, thank you. Don't miss it. Take advantage of it, ladies. You I'll put the link in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. There you so. go. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else, Miss Linda, that we haven't talked about that you want to share with us? My heart is just overflowing with being used by God. And I think when we approach leadership in that manner, that, like I said before, we are blessed more than what we ever can imagine. I'm thankful for the opportunities that my local church has allowed me and even to be used on a, an area, a conference level too. God has great things out there. You know, I remember Henry Blackaby and experiencing God. God's at work. Will we join him? You know, it's mm-hmm. our choice. It's our opportunity possibly to be used by him. So thanks again, Cindy, for asking me and for allowing me to share with others what my heart really is all about. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks, Linda. We appreciate everything that you shared with us today. It has been extremely encouraging and super helpful. And I know that leaders that listen are going to be absolutely blessed by it. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast. Leading in women's ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You'll find support and ideas you can use in the Women's Ministry Toolbox Community Facebook group. We'd love for you to join us. Search for us on Facebook or visit womensministrytoolbox.com slash groups to access the link. May the grace of God carry you through difficult ministry seasons. May He direct your steps as you seek to make Him known. And may your love for the Lord be apparent to every woman you serve. Mm-hmm.